Once upon a time, there lived a young emperor. And uh, this young emperor ascended to the throne at a very young age, before 10. And um, um, he worked his uh, way as the emperor through trial and error, through all his uncles and uh, grandmas, and they're teaching him how to be an emperor. Now, of course, you know, um, as he grew up in his uh, early 20s, um, the emperor obviously wanted to uh, be a good emperor. Um, but things were going from, you know, on a downward spiral, meaning, you know, no matter what he tried, uh, things aren't going the way he wants it. Okay, things are turning out bad. And uh, throughout the countries, there's famine, there are, you know, struggles, uh, conflicts, and there are, even, there are even conflicts in the imperial, you know, court, imperial households. And as you know, in um, the emperors uh, have many concubines and uh, wives. Um, and they are all, all arguing, trying to kill each other, um, almost literally. And, and his advisors, you know, the emperor has many advisors. They are all, you know, giving him advice. They are, you know, uh, trying to uh, um, tell him what to do and uh, teaching him, you know, uh, what needs to be done. And because they're all older than him, it's, it's from his father's generations. Uh, so he is confused. And um, he's, uh, the word is spreading amongst the, um, uh, the public that uh, this emperor has already lost the favor from the heavens. And soon he will actually be replaced in the dragon throne. Now, as you know, in ancient China, the emperor is known as the son of heaven. You have the heavenly mandate to rule the country. And if you can't do it, it will be seen as if you have lost favor. Okay, and probably you're going to be overthrown and he's afraid. So, um, and uh, the truth is, his, all his advisors are not helpful at all. And uh, apparently most of them just want to advance themselves to get his favor. So, um, you know, he's, they're just telling him what uh, he wants to hear, right? And he knows as he grew up to be a young 20-plus-year-old um, man, he realized that a lot of these are just lackeys and bootlickers. So, and uh, he spent time with the imperial astrologers to look at his uh, astrology charts. And of course, the imperial astrologer is going to tell the emperor, of course, you are born under the lucky star and nothing will be wrong. You're going to be great. And then um, he consult the, the imperial div uh, uh, diviners, right, to, to look at the, to divine and ask the gods if he's doing okay. Of course, the diviners are going to say, well, oh, great emperor, everything is going to be great success. You have a long dynasty. Don't worry. Now, but deep down, this emperor knew something was wrong. So he did his own research like any diligent person would do and he found that uh, there was a great sage who's well-versed with metaphysics uh, who are able to see the stars and supposedly connect with the gods. And, uh, but he lived in, uh, in, um, way up in the mountains and so the emperor decided that as the last straw, last resort now, he's going to go and look for this guy, okay? So off he went with his entourage and he traveled for a couple of months with his large escorts just in case because he is the emperor in case of bandits and stuff. But during this travel, he actually enjoyed sleeping underneath the starry nights. He enjoyed, uh, you know, what he used to enjoy before he became emperor. As a little kid, when he remembers, 
uh, very young age, being in the wild and being able to do what he wants. And um, and every day in his journey, he begins early in the morning, had a nice breakfast. You know, when he was in imperial court, he realized that he cannot eat well. There's no appetite. But now in his travels, he can eat and enjoy himself. So finally, he reached to the um, the cave up in the mountains where supposedly this great sage uh, of metaphysics reside who's supposedly, um, you know, uh, a hermit. So the emperor decided that, you know, tell his, he told his entourage, let me go alone. I need, to, I need my me time with, with, the, with the sage. So he ordered all his bodyguards and, and entourage to stay behind. And so he, he climbed up. He's being he's fit, he's young, so he climbed up to the cave and, and and unfortunately when he reached, he found it torn down and abandoned. There was no one there, and um, no one, uh, uh, no old man to be seen, no old sage to be seen, and so he was very very dismayed, and um, he looked around and decided to you know descend. Okay, while he is coming down from the mountain, of course he came across an old man sitting on the edge of the mountain almost like the edge of the cliff and uh, he thought oh old man must be sage long beard must be sage old clothes you know must be sage so immediately he went over to this old man and um, and uh, asked the old man are you the sage and then the old man looked at him and said no i'm just an old man so the emperor was, uh, of course, disappointed. And he asked, do you know where the sage is? And the old man said, I don't know where the sage is. And I don't know who you're talking about. And uh, again, the emperor was uh, um, very sad. But as he was about to turn and leave, he sort of saw from the corner of his eyes and he looked carefully that this old man is sitting about two to three inches above the rocks. He's literally floating. And immediately, he realized that this is the stage he's looking for. And he knelt down, even though he's the emperor, he knelt down and spoke to the sage and poured his heart out and, um, and, and wanted the, begged, literally begged the, um, the, the sage to help him. Okay, so the, the, um, the sage um, looked at the emperor in his eyes and asked him, what do you need? What help do you actually need? And the emperor said, no, I need help to... I need to learn how to rule the country. I, I, I have all these problems and, and I want to be a good king. And then the sage looked at him and said, well, I, I only have knowledge about running my own life and managing my own life. I have no knowledge on managing entire country. I don't know anything about ruling a country. So then he turned around and looked at the, the skies and continued to stroke his beard. And um, then the emperor said, but... You know, I, I have uh, been, I have the responsibility of uh, taking care of the country. I have to take care of all the shrines and all the temples. And I conduct the heavenly harvest uh, uh, prayers every year. I pray to the heavens, the earth and the sky gods. I have so many things in, in, in that I need to do as the emperor and protector of this country. Yet, I am extremely confused. I do not know where I could turn. I feel that the, there's always a, a dead end and everything I do, it's wrong. And I've made many, many, many sacrifices uh, since I was 10 years old. And, um, and you know, I wanted to make my, the, my uh, ancestors proud and, and carry on a family legacy. But I just don't know how to find a way to be a great king. 
I, but I wish to be. So the old, the old sage stopped stroking his long beard and uh, looked at the emperor and said this very interesting word. He said, you know, I only see a man that is very confused and full of doubts and worries. And um, I see all these doubts and worries put there by other people with their own self-interest and agenda. And so I ask you now, how can you be a great king if your own life is in turmoil? If you can't manage your own life, how can you be expected to manage a country and rule the country properly? Immediately, the emperor realized something. It's like, it's like a great weight just left his entire body, or left his shoulders. All this while, his concern about you know how learning the ability to his own abilities to manage to run and rule a country he's never ever given thought to his own abilities his own nature and who he truly is and he suddenly realized that a true and wise emperor is one who must first be a wise and judicious ruler of his own self you must know your own self first and thus from that moment on, became a lifelong journey for this person to own his own self-nature, discover his own character, and become a better human being. And this person carried, this emperor carried this principle throughout the entire lifetime. And because of this, he's able to uplift the entire country. And it is said that he managed to rule for 61 years on the throne. This story is supposed to be a story about the Kangxi Emperor of the Qing Dynasty. So, now, I hope you enjoyed the story today. Uh, it might be a simple story, but it actually explains the hexagram of the well. The well, you know a well, right? In many countries, the well serves as a symbol to sustain life, you know, because it provides constant and inexhaustible source of water which is nourishment for human beings right now even if your whole village were to move towns they don't move their wells right the wells have to re-establish it's like a deep root in every town that you uh, that you that you start okay so it's essentially it's like the true source of spiritual nourishment that's what the well hexagram implies and see the well only works when it's deep right the, the you have to dig really deep to discover the source and water so what this hectogram is trying to say is beware of shallow thinking, right? Like le uh, little learning, for example, learning only a little bit of every subject is very dangerous. You got to be like the well to go dig deep. It suggests that going further, right? To gain greater clarity. That's what this hexagram is about. So if you learn metaphysics, you learn Shima and you learn parts, dig deep, go deeper into yourself, right? Go and be patient because it takes time and you, and you will be able to penetrate your problems, your own nature. Uh, as deep as you can, just like the well. And, you know, self-development, right? It's about reaching down to tap the clear water. That's what this hexagram is about, right? And, and if you do not lower your bucket into the depths, you're, not, you, you're going to come out empty. So as what you need to do, and exactly what this emperor was doing, what the sage is doing is, you got to dig your own, create your own well. Got to go deep into your personality, your own nature, your own character, right? So... That's what this uh, uh, concept's about. So uh, a well is like a way of reaching the water, right? Ordinary life carries 
uh, across fields. But the well is when you take, you connect something. You see a well shaft. A chef connects the daily activities together from the well. You take the water, you plant the seeds. So from your own character, your own nature, your own depth of knowledge, you, it's a life-giving dimension. Okay, So that's what the well is about. So hopefully today's story can uh, you know, uh, give you some insights to the need of digging deeper. Okay, So it's called deep diving. I have this in uh, every time when we teach a professional course, I have a deep dive session. So you, if you deep dive to any subject, you become a master of that. You deep dive into your own, right? Study your character, your nature, your potential, and who you really are. Scratching the surface doesn't make it. Go deep. Create your own well. That this piece of knowledge itself can transform your life. I hope you enjoyed this Sunday's story. If you did, leave me a comment on the comment section and uh, forward this story to all who needs to hear it. And uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm Joey Yap and have a happy Sunday.